Welcome to episode nine of the Journey to Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Gregg. If you've been listening for the past two weeks, then you know this is the last part of our mini-series on self-care. This journey of motherhood is lifelong, and if we want to pour out to our children in a healthy, life-giving way, then we have to be sure to practice some kind of self-care. In episode 7, we highlighted the benefits of being in God's Word, that it's not just our manual for motherhood, but our daily bread, our peace, our strength, and our comfort, and as we begin to see the value in it, our desire to want to read it daily will grow. In episode 8, we talked about the effects of prayer in our self-care, that we get to go before the foot of the cross and leave our burdens there, the things that negatively impact our walk of motherhood, and ask for healthy, holy things in return. And because he is an all-knowing God, we don't have to be ashamed with what we have to say or confess to him. This is my personal experience that I'm sharing with you. And the third and final part to effective self-care for me is tending to the temple. It's the physical part of taking care of myself. And to be quite honest, it is the one I struggle with the most and for so many reasons. One being that I really don't like working out. I know there are some of you mamas, that is your jam. You live for it. You love it. But it has just never been something that I enjoyed. So I struggle to stay consistent with physical activity. But also the hair and the makeup, just the whole bit, it's never been my thing. It feels like (laughs) such a burden to me, a a boring burden. And I know I may have just like crushed some mama hearts out there who love that kind of thing. But this is just me. Um, I try to avoid those things most of the time and just do the bare minimum enough to get by. So all in all, it's just been a constant struggle for me. Growing up, I was never really taught how to take care of myself as a woman. I lived with a single dad in my teen years. You know, when you start learning about all the feminine hygiene ins and outs, So I had to kind of fend for myself in that department. And actually, I think it was my sophomore year that I became insecure about my eyebrows. And I can't believe I'm about to tell you this story. But um, now I'm half Puerto Rican. So us Latina girls, we can have some pretty big eyebrows, like thick and just everywhere. I don't remember what happened exactly, but I felt the need to clean them up, and I didn't have the first clue as to how. So I took the only thing I knew how to use, which was my razor for my legs, and went straight for the unibrow. (laughs) Well, long story short, after hiding in the bathroom for a few hours, not wanting to reveal my hideous mistake, my dad was yelling at me to come out. I had one and a half eyebrows. I'm not kidding. My left eyebrow was halfway shaved off. It was the weirdest thing to see. And I had school the next day. So yeah, there's that. If you've ever seen someone with half an eyebrow, it's weird. 
So for me, the importance of taking care of myself and more importantly, the know-how was not part of my foundation. So I believe that's part of why I feel the way I do about it now. But still, I've grown a lot in this area over the past 20 years, but definitely still have more room for growth. So enough about me. Let's talk about a prophet named Elijah. His story is found in 1 Kings. He was a very bold prophet, the boldest of them. He was fearless and always ready to go, ready to do. And he actually did a lot of really impactful heavy work for God, remarkable things. The part of his story I'm referring to is found in chapter 19. He gets to a part in his journey where he's kind of at a hard spot and he's actually running for his life from the king who was looking to have him killed. In the process of fleeing for his life, Elijah's needs are being neglected due to lack of provisions. If for his basic human needs, like to eat and drink and rest, his physical temple was not being tended to. So he gets exhausted and depleted and just tired, not just tired of running, but his flesh was just drained. He basically falls out on the ground and says, let me die. His body just can't do it anymore. Elisha was doing all this work for God. But in not taking care of his physical needs, he ended up falling flat on his face. So an angel of the Lord comes and takes care of him. And I'm going to read chapter 19, 1 Kings chapter 19, uh, verses 6 through 8. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah needed to be taking care of the physical because he had much more spiritual work to do the angel tells him, you have a long journey, eat, drink, rest, so your physical temple can keep up. We can't only strengthen the spiritual and neglect the physical and still expect the physical to keep up with the work of the spiritual. I want to be a doer of the word, to put my faith into good works but I won't be able to do that well if I'm not taking care of the body that's used to do that work. Mamas, our journey of motherhood is long, lifelong. We have to remember to rest along the way, to eat well, to see the value in taking care of ourselves. I want to do God's work to the best of my abilities, and I know you do too. I want to respond to all the spiritual callings he has on my life, but I am going to fall short if I'm not tending to the temple, if I am not maintaining my physical state of being and getting proper sleep and nutrition and rest. Like Elijah, I cannot fully walk out my spiritual while neglecting my physical well-being. 
I also want to share 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verses 19 and 20. It says, have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer for the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside your sanctuary. My body is not mine, it's his, his sanctuary, a home for his spirit to live and work. Anytime we have a guest coming over to our house, we always make sure to clean up. This reminds me also of when Moses was going to the burning bush. He was instructed to take off his sandals because they were dirty and he was entering holy ground. I shouldn't only take care of my physical to feel good or to keep up, but to honor God in the home I'm providing for the spirit to live in. Verse 20 says, you were God's expensive purchase paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring glory to God. This is the passion translation. And there it is. My physical affects the spiritual and the spiritual affects the physical. They work in partnership to reflect the image of Christ. My kids see in me. Whether I'm happy and confident in my own skin or not, God handcrafted my every detail and Jesus paid the highest price for me, for me to be here and have God's spirit. Because we know that when Jesus came, the spirit came upon him when he was baptized, but the spirit didn't come upon us until after he was crucified, after he was risen, after he ascended back up to be with his father. He told the disciples, it's better if I go so that you can receive the gift of the spirit, giving me the power to change the world, to do his works, giving me authority to overcome the enemy. But if my body is depleted and tired, I am not going to have the stamina, the physical strength to fight against him. My mind and my heart are going to be weak. I'll be vulnerable, short-tempered, angry, and easy to offend. So I recognize the dire need to keep my physical healthy so that I can walk out all the spiritual callings in full strength for the glory of God. So let me leave you with a Brave Mom challenge. If you'd like to put some of this to practice, if it's an area of struggle for you, like it has been for me, and that is to recognize and respond. So please don't take this message as, you know, feeling guilty and, and feeling like you have to flip your life around and start working out three hours a day and this and that, because that's definitely not what I'm saying or what I'll be doing. This is more of a go to him in prayer and listen to the needs of your body and then respond appropriately from there. For me, I know taking vitamins has been pressing on my heart, taking better care of my face and just getting some daily physical activity in, like a bike ride with the kids, nothing crazy, but just daily. So take some time to recognize the healthy lifestyle needs and then challenge yourself to commit 
to a response. That's all I have for you today, mamas. If this word spoke to you and maybe another mom came to mind while you were listening, would you share this with her? And I honestly would really love to hear from you. So you can just comment below with your experience or maybe tips that you have or scriptures that you find. And also you can leave us a review or even connect with us on Facebook with our Brave Moms group. Until next week, be brave mamas. Oh, 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 oh,